This is the best meet cute. It's pretty cute. She busts into the inn. There's this tall man right at the counter. And she sees that, that tall gentleman yeah. who is there in the front who kind of comes to her and he's like, I think he says, I think you're about to faint, yeah. right? He says, I think you're about to faint. She goes, I never faint. And then she goes, she faints. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Worth Read Podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Shannon. And we're sisters who love to read. So whether you're a hopeless romantic or a fantasy fanatic, you've come to the right place. We retell and review clean stories filled with high stakes, swooning moments, mysteries, plot twists, and oh, so much drama. But in the end, we'll only have one question to answer. Is this week's book worth the read? Listen to find out. You're going on a cruise next week. I am going on a cruise. It was a free cruise. Going on it next week, and we had like a week and a half notice that we're going on a cruise. So, good thing we're able to go and we can work around work and stuff. Yeah, because your work is flexible for you, which is nice. Yeah. Are you planning to read a lot of stories? I yes, because I always bring books and stuff. I'm, what What are you gonna bring? I okay. So the second to last Sarah M. Eden book that she came out with. Oh, second to last. Okay. Second to last. So it's about um, the John Quills, the mom and the dad of the John Quills. Okay. Oh. Um, okay. It's called Forget Me Not. Mm, I haven't read that one. I have read like a quarter of it so far. It's okay. Oh. You know, I'm like, it's kind of like an arranged marriage thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's like, it's fun seeing the dad's personality and stuff because they talk so much about him and all the other right, books. Right, you don't. Because he, we don't want to give that. Okay, <laughs> we don't want to give that away. But you just well, don't know much about him. Yeah. Um, and you see, like, their love story. So it's just fun seeing that and, like, how the friends of the mom and dad play into the brothers and how they act and, like, the names and stuff like that. So it's fun seeing that. But I don't know why I don't love it as much as I should. Hmm. Well, I think there's always going to be... maybe I just wasn't in the mood when I started it. Maybe I should restart it. <laughs> maybe. Well, so are you t- planning to take that with you? Yeah, I'm going to bring that one, and then I'm going to bring the last one she released, uh... which is the last brother in the John Cole line, and they have, like, seven brothers. He's the last brother that she's talking about. And it's the one I'm most excited about. Oh, me too. Because she sets it up so well. So and like good. <laughs> three other brother books. Yeah, you hear about their relationship a lot, yeah. but it's never they're never like together or anything. They're like always they, like, hate each other. Hating each other. That's and I'm like, oh <laughs> well, you know the first time they started like arguing and stuff, you're like, oh, oh well mm. Yeah. <laughs> you knew it was gonna be a thing. Oh yeah. So I'm super excited about that and my mom has already read it and she's obsessed. Oh really? Yes. She loves it so much, so I'm, like, so excited. So I think I'll bring those two. I can finish that first book and then go straight into the next one because she was like, you have to read okay, well, that you... book. Because that's the book I was going to borrow. So hurry and read it. The so Forget-Me-Not? You... No, the last one. We all Maybe we just I should share. just get it on Kindle. No, because I'm going to be outside. And no, it's tanning. fine. You, you take it with you. I'm just saying I need it. I read very you... quickly. Yeah, you do. Okay, so this book we're reading this week or we read for this podcast. Should it's we called... jump right into it? Well, hang on. Okay. It's called Edenbrook. Edenbrook, yeah. By Julianne, Julianne Donaldson. Yep. And um, I read the book, and literally I started it at like 11, and I read until like 3 in the morning, and then I finished it in like three hours the next day. Oh. I read very quickly. Yeah, you do. 
but <laughs> you took all of I've that also stuff. read this story before. So I was like, Does that make you read faster? I don't know. Maybe because I'm not trying to process it so much because okay. I'm like, oh yeah, that's when that happened. Okay. Oh yeah, I remember that. But I mean, it's still just as good. Like I was going through all the emotions again. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's do the summary. Okay. So Eden Brooks, she already said, Julianne Donaldson, this is what it says on the back of the book. I'm going to read it for you. Marianne Daventry will do anything to escape the boredom of Bath and the amorous atten- attentions of an unwanted suitor. So when an invitation arrives from her twin sister, Cicely, did I say that Cecily. weird? Cecily. I knew it. To join her at, at a sprawling country estate, she jumps at the chance, thinking she'll be able to relax and enjoy her beloved English countryside while her sister snags the handsome heir of Edenbrook. Marianne finds that even the best laid plans can go awry. From a terrifying run-in with a highwayman to a seemingly harmless flirtation, Marianne finds herself embroiled in an unexpected adventure filled with enough romance and intrigue to keep her mind racing. Will Marianne be able to rein in her traitorous heart, or will a mysterious stranger sweep her off her feet? Fate had something other than a relaxing summer in mind when it sent Marianne to Edenbrook. (laughs) I feel like that... I guess it does. nothing away. <laughs> I, it doesn't, which is good too. So if you, if that sounds interesting to you, Very you big. can keep listening because we're going to kind of start getting into the story um, from this point. But even with what we say, you should read the story. We're going to kind of talk more about that at the end, but let's dive in to Edenbrook. All right, so at the very beginning of the story, we have the main character, Marianne Daventry. And here's one thing important thing to know is it's from her perspective the whole book. The whole book. Which it's I not don't a... know if I love or hate. It's okay. I just really want to know what he's thinking the whole oh time. Oh my goodness. I it love actually... when it does both. Okay. Okay, well now you have me second guessing myself. Because the whole time <laughs> the whole time I was reading this book, I was like, I love this this single point of view. Really? Yeah, and I don't know why, and I it could be because, like, as I think about my own writing, I'm, like, having a hard time mm. going back and forth. That was kind of what I was thinking. I also just loved that there was kind of a mystery to what you were, what he That's was thinking. That's true. Because then you're able to, to, for me, it's more believable, because if I hear too much of what someone else thinks a man is thinking, especially from a woman's you perspective. You fill in all the blanks. I yeah, you're you're able to fill in all the blanks, but when it's too much information, I'm like, eh, that's not real. Like, I really wouldn't that's do that, true. you know? I guess you do kind of go through the emotions stronger a little bit with her because you're like, you have just as much information as she does. Okay, another thing that I absolutely love about this author's writing is she doesn't explicitly say what he is thinking but you can guess you know exactly what he's thinking <laughs> at some parts like some parts of the story um where he he'll the by the way he moves his body and the way yeah. she describes it and the timing of it it's like mm-hmm. you know exactly what he's thinking was, yeah she's very was... good at showing you not telling you yeah but i mean even in the beginning you because he like smirks a lot and like mm-hmm. smiles a lot and you're like oh yeah i don't i totally know what he's thinking yeah but maybe that's because we read so many books it's like, true. It could well. be. We just, yeah, it could be that we just love romance. And yeah. so we just kind of put the story together in our minds. Okay. Maybe. So we start out with the beginning. Uh, Marianne Daventry, and she is, um, this whole story is from her perspective. She is at her grandmother's home in Bath because her mother died. Her father pretty much kind of left her and her sister. He sent her sister's. Cecily, 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 I don't know what I'm going to say, I'm going to say Cecily, Gosh, dang it. Cecily to London with some um, 
relatives there with a friend for her season for her season They're both old enough but she went to london she and went to london her dad went escaped to france because he was trying to cope with all of the emotions his grief his grief from his his wife passing away and then marianne went to her grandma's house in bath which is like it kind of actually tells you a little bit about the personalities they're very right. different these yeah. two she's kind of isolated by herself but she does love that she, she enjoys her... the peace and not the whole like mm-hmm. flair, <laughs> yeah, of London. So she enjoys it, but um, she also at the same time is having a hard time because obviously her mother passed, and so she's mm-hmm. struggling with that still. Um, and her grandma, her grandma's personality is very abrupt, yeah. and so that's that took her some time to get used to and learn how to handle. And it's still kind of hard for her a little like bit. A... It's like a very dry sense of humor. Very dry and straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, very rough. Very blunt. Yeah. I like her, though. I do. I would like her. I would like her a lot (laughs) with our sarcastic, yeah, humor. I think we'd really much enjoy her. Yeah. But then she's just wondering why her dad abandoned her yeah the whole time i mean that would she scar you. you yeah you oh, feel yeah. so alone your twin sister your yeah. only semblance of like family that was really close to you is gone yeah. so you can see she's with her grandmother and she kind of feels like a burden she feels like a burden uh luckily she's kind of her aunt is kind of there she starts out with hanging out with her aunt and mr whittles this creep of a man <laughs> is trying to like hit on her pretty much trying to court her he he's been trying to court her forever and he writes her poems so it starts with that and she sweet little marianne is like okay well i don't want to give you any attention i want to leave anyways she goes back home and with her aunt and she gets a letter from her sister that is inviting her to this place called edenbrook which was actually the home of their mother's best friend from years ago mm-hmm. and so um they were invited to go there cecily made friends with um the daughter who lives at that home in edenbrook and they spent london together in this coming out season for her so they got to know each other really well she was invited to go to edenbrook and she also invited marianne to go marianne is super excited because edenbrook is in the countryside she loves the countryside she needs to get away she feels like she needs a break from all of that she's just excited for something new for a change right and to be with her sister they're twins by the way yeah she can be with her twin sister who she hasn't seen in a couple of months i think it might even be close to like a year or something I was gonna say, oh yeah she does say it's been over a year oh, so that sad. she's been in bath and they've been writing back and forth yeah it's not like she's been abandoned completely yeah. but her sister you can tell is very distracted Okay, so you can tell by the writing in the letters that they give you this the the snippets of the letters, so you can read the letter in the writing in the book. And Cecily writes about how she's having so much fun and how it's so diverting, and then she also talks about this guy that she is going to marry. And Marianne believes her because Cecily is a flirt and very beautiful and always gets what she wants. And so Marianne's like, oh, well, she has this guy she keeps talking about and it's uh louis says older brother um and she knows that she keeps writing about him and she's kind of annoyed about it she hates reading about it because she's like okay i'm you know whatever okay i get it um yeah so she doesn't even care about really courting she just is so excited to be in the countryside at this beautiful estate yeah she's excited to go there so um right before she leaves her grandma says pretty much listen um, the only reason I'm letting you go 
is because I need you to learn how to be proper because she's kind of like a free spirit, loves to be outside, doesn't wear bonnets all the time. <laughs> and uh, twirling. It twirls all the time. She loves to twirl when she's so endearing. So when she's so happy. Um, so the grandma's like, hey, you need to go, but you need to learn how to be proper. And if mm-hmm. is if I can tell you're not learning and becoming a proper lady, then I'm going to have you come right back to Bath. Also, the other condition, very important, is the grandmother's um, nephew is her heir. And he has been spending all of his money. He's a rake. He's a rake. Yeah. <laughs> He's been spending money. He's not naughty little boy. Yeah, he's been spending all of his money and uh, tarnishing the family name. So yes. she's like, she's very blunt. And she's like, I'm not, not going to have any of that. I'm naming Marianne as my new heir. But you need to be, learn how to become a proper young lady. In order to inherit In, in order money. to inherit. So she's like, okay, well, I need to inherit. That's like. That's, pr- that's actually amazing for her because she doesn't care about getting married. She just is like, right. I could survive you know, with this on my own, right. of course, she needs to wait for her grandmother to die in order to yeah. get it first. But. She would rather just have, like, kind of true love. But she does say it's, like, uh, it'll be better to get a better match almost mm-hmm. with the money. Of course, back then, you needed the dowry and stuff. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so with that, she... before Before she leaves, so she knows that her grandmother is going to break the news to her nephew, which his name is Mr. Kellett. And, um... He's supposed to be on his way to the house, and she's getting in the carriage to leave. But right before she leaves, Mr. Whittles approaches her, and he's like, oh, are you leaving? One thing to make note here is he was at the home when her grandma told her that she's going to get this dowry. Um, so we can kind of assume that he overheard. No, he was. He was leaning against he the door. He was leaning against the door, listening in. So he overheard that she gets this dowry interesting right Mm, weird (laughs) so anyways he he approaches her and he's like oh um you're leaving already i wanted to introduce you to my nephew which is strange because he's been trying to court her all this time right he's like okay i want you to i want you to meet him but she's leaving leaving, and so he's like okay and that was it and she was so happy to get away from him so she gets in the carriage with her her maid betsy Mm -hmm. and they have this new horseman james or the coachman driving the carriage yeah so his name is james and so he's new they don't really know him but that's fine and they then they're off Mm -hmm. and then things start to get really exciting because on their way there um poor little marianne gets super sick usually so (laughs) she gets really sick and usually will throw up and everything that hasn't happened up until well at least this point in the story she was asleep and she hears a gunshot and their carriage stops and um, she tries to look out the window and sees another person looking in the carriage. He it's opens so the door. He's wearing like a hood, I guess. His whole face is covered. And he says, stand and deliver. Gun, Pointing right? a gun at her and says, stand and deliver. And so she gives him her money. She throws it on the ground, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, she throws it on the ground. She throws it on the ground and he grabs her necklace. We didn't even mention the necklace. Right before she left, the grandmother also gave her a locket that had a picture of her mom inside yeah so he grabs for the locket rips it off her neck and she is not going to take that so she like attacks the man pretty much and Mm -hmm. they have like this fighting situation and she knows that their coachman james she can see that he's been shot and he's on the ground so he's been shot at and she's attacking him luckily betsy was wise enough to see that there is a compartment in the carriage where there was a gun and so she got that gun and shot the man who was trying to attack her 
Well, the attacker leaves with her locket and is just riding away on a horse. And it's dark. It's at night, so they can't really see what's going on. Um, Betsy and Marianne are okay. And then they realize, oh, my goodness, James has been shot. And so they have to try to get him back in the carriage. So <laughs> these two little scrawny girls have to, like, move the carriage back to get it to the right spot so that they can get try to lift him into the carriage. And it's kind of a funny it's scene. Full-grown man into the full carriage. Full-grown man. And it's you can just, like, you can feel how oh, yeah. tired they are, like, yeah. trying to just move one guy. Yeah. Man. I think about this too. Like if I, if my husband, if I had to move my husband, I, I'd be tired too. Like yeah. trying to move him. Oh. It would be hard because that's dead weight. Yeah. <laughs> that being that small. Also, by the way, she is seventeen in this book, which I don't love reading about. Yeah, younger. Younger ages. We'd like him to be older, but I just age her up kind of in my head. <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah. So yeah, you just totally picture them getting this. <laughs> full-grown man while and he's bleeding out while he's bleeding she has it's probably worse for wear after. <laughs> oh my goodness so they get him into the carriage and then she hops on and tries to steer these horses there's like which she's never done before she's like very sheltered yeah and like kind of naive yeah and this is like her she's first learning... adventure out <laughs> yeah she's learning from her father from like what she remembers her father doing so she's just recalling memories and trying to do it on her own um, so anyways, they manage to get as quickly as possible to, they just drive forward in the direction they were going and then make it to where they could see the light and it's an inn. Mm-hmm. So they go into the inn. She burst open. She busts into the inn. There's this tall man right at the counter. It's pretty cute. Awesome. Okay. So anyway, she busts into the inn. There's this tall man right at the counter and he looks at her and he kind of, takes her in as like she's all disheveled she's all disheveled and she says i need your help right now and he's like uh i'm pretty sure you have me mistaken for somebody else for the innkeeper for the innkeeper and she's all disdainful yeah and she's like "Mm." (laughs) and she's like well excuse me i thought you were a gentleman and like kind of tells him off yeah she does she tells him off gives him a little jab and then calls for the innkeeper who comes around the corner in the back and she's like, I need you at once right now. So she goes with him and he comes back. <laughs> I love this part because it's, she said it kind of like broke her heart how easy it was for him to carry <laughs> James out of the carriage. And she's like, it took us so long to get him yeah. in there. And he just he simply just like scoops, scoops him, up. him up and carries him inside. She said that was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so anyways, she takes him or he, the innkeeper takes him and she follows with Betsy up to che- to get Betsy kind of into their room yeah. and then checks on James. Betsy like collapses onto the bed, falls asleep because she's distraught. She shot a person. Yeah. <laughs> so she's kind of distraught. And then Marianne goes and checks on James. And then the, the wife of the innkeeper is, is pretty much saying like, go downstairs. Like we got this covered. So she starts to go downstairs and <laughs> starts to get really lightheaded and she sees that that tall gentleman yeah. who is there in the front who kind of comes to her and he's like i think he says i think you're about to faint yeah. right he says, i think you're about to faint she goes i never faint and then she goes she faints <laughs> she blackouts yeah. so funny so she the next scene is um she wakes up laying down on like this uh, chair kind yeah, of like thing near the thing. near the fireplace mm-hmm. Um, and she wakes up to the, the innkeeper's wife and she's like kind of waking her up and she's like, you need to eat something, go eat over here. So she goes, eats over there. The tall man is still there 
and is kind of talking to the innkeeper's wife a little bit and then innkeeper leaves and she starts to eat and he comes he leaves the door open and he comes and says may I join you and sits down at the table and they have this conversation and just kind of he starts to talk to her yeah and he apologizes for being so rude yeah he apologizes for being so rude and wants to be a gentleman yeah in a nice way and then he's trying to learn more about her and she decides because she realizes oh my goodness I look terrible like I look like I could have been a servant which is probably why he was kind of looking at me that way and treating me that way um and so she's like (laughs) i'm going to keep up this act so that way i don't have to like deal with him you know yeah so she she comes up and says oh i'm a (laughs) i'm a dairy maid yeah and this like rough accent in a rough accent that's not even really good and so he's like interesting and he keeps (laughs) talking to her he's like okay so so what are the name of your cows? And so she has to come up with the names of the cows. And he's like, well, you sing to the cows, don't you? And she's Obviously. like, well, of course I do. And he's like, well, sing the song to me. And so she makes up a song <laughs> while she's trying to eat. And right when they're done, they both kind of are staring at each other and they both burst up laughing because of the song that she sang. It was ridiculous. So ridiculous. So anyways, that breaks the tension. And then they're able to kind of just talk. And he's mm-hmm. saying pretty much like, there's no way that, you know, you could be a dairy maid. <laughs> right. You know, you're too... He's, and he's list all the things that he notices about her. Anyways, they have a good conversation at the table, are really connecting, easy to talk to, and this is the first time she's realizing, holy cow, he's super attractive. <laughs> like, this man is gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> and then he he's like, let's go. You, I have a couple questions for you after they have this really good conversation. He's like, I have a couple questions for you. Let's go where you can be more comfortable. Let's go mm-hmm. to by the fire. And so he helps her get over to the fire and there they they talk a little bit more and connect more. He learns her name. He finally asks her, "Okay, so who are you? What's your name?" She tells him and then he like goes stone-faced. <laughs> and you then you can see the wheels turning in his head. Yeah, wheels turning in his head and, and then she's like, "Uh, okay." okay. She's like, "Okay, what's your name?" And he's like, "I'm not going to tell you." And she's like, "What?" <laughs> and and he's like, well, I'll tell you my first name. And so his first name is Philip. And so she's like, she's like, okay, well now I don't want to tell you anything. Like yeah. I don't want to tell you anything more. You're not. Yeah, tell- he's like, let's be friends. And she's like, mm, I don't. What? <laughs> yeah, you're not telling me anything. So then, um, he, then he starts to kind of play this game, and um, he calls her. He's like, well, I'll just call you. And she's like, well, this isn't a, you know. Um, you're not telling me anything. I don't want to tell you anymore. He's like, well, it's okay. We can, we're friends, blah, blah, blah. I'll call you by your first name. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's so inappropriate. <laughs> you can't call me Marianne. And he's, he does it anyways. He yeah. keeps calling her Marianne. Just to tease her because he likes the reaction she He does. loves the reaction. And you can tell, and it's so cute. He's just teasing her the whole time. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, it's getting late. Um, you have, what do you want to what are your plans for tomorrow? She goes, well, I think I might need to do this, this, and this. He's like, don't worry, I will take care of it. And she goes, I don't even know you. <laughs> I don't even know you. That's improper. He's like, well, let me see. You know, I let me just handle it. I'll take care of it for you. He's like, let me take, let me go help you. But she's still like, no, I can't ask you to do that. And he's like, well, you don't have to decide anything tonight. Just go to bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just go to bed. And she's like, so, oh, okay. And then he's like, do you need help getting into your room? She goes, no, I can do it. He's like, try to stand up. And she's like, uh. 
<laughs> she couldn't do it. So anyways, he had, and she's like, wait, how did I, did I faint earlier? And that's when she realizes, wait a second, <laughs> wait a second, <laughs> I fainted earlier. How did, what happened? And so he pretty much says, oh yeah, you fainted and I caught you and mm-hmm. I carried you over here. And, she, and then she's like, oh. And then she realizes, oh, I guess he probably could. He's strong enough. So she starts noticing how strong and muscular he is, that he was capable of carrying her over there. And so he's like, well, let me help you get to your room. So he just kind of holds her, like, elbow and helps her Mm -hmm. walk up to her room. And he's like, good night, Marianne, or whatever. Very improper. But um, And and then right before he leaves, he's like, lock your door. And she's like, oh, yeah. Holy cow. Okay. You know. I was all worried about her. He's all worried about her. Um, anyways, she wakes up the next morning and... Um, she goes and checks on James. She checks on James and there's this new nurse in there. And then she's like, oh, how did... The doctor's not here yet. How did you get here? And she goes, I was sent here. And then she's like, well, I can't tell you by who. And she's like, what? You can't tell me? And she's like, I can't just leave. I can't tell you anymore. And I don't want to, you know... Yeah, break my promise. Break my promise. And then she goes downstairs and then she gets this letter from Philip that says, I have everything taken care of. I've done this, this, and this. You know, I've got it all figured out for you. I have a new carriage out here for you and a new rider for you, blah, blah, blah. Paid for the in. Paid for the in for you, blah, Literally blah, Literally thinks of everything. Everything. We love her. this. <laughs> a guy who can plan? Are you kidding? Right, but she feels like slighted because she's like, she wants to be an adult. Her first yeah. like, adventure out, and she's like, I can take care of it. I can take care of this. But he doesn't, so she's kind of mad at him. She's kind of mad also because this little this jerk of a guy won't tell her anything yeah. about him. and she doesn't think she's ever going to see him again. Yeah. It's just yes. random guy at this inn, and his name is Philip. That's it. <laughs> That's all we know. So and he's kind of mad. Very handsome. We should very throw that handsome. in there. Okay, so then um, she gets to the carriage, and he's like, oh, you know, I can't tell you who sent me, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'm not getting in. He's like, well, he told me that you'd say that, so I am given approval <laughs> to throw you into the – it's or forcefully put you in the carriage if I need to. And she's, she's like, like oh. <laughs> Yeah. So she's, like, mad. She's mad at all this, but she like, doesn't have any options, so she yeah. does it. So she gets in the carriage with her maid. And they head on down to Edinburgh. And it's, of course, just gorgeous, mm-hmm. beautiful countryside, beautiful home. Rivers she, and orchards. Rivers and, and orchards. Like, like, her ideal I place mean, to anybody's be. ideal. Oh, my goodness. It sounds beautiful. And the estate, like, the house itself sounds huge. Because yeah. she was like, my house was so modest in comparison. It was 18 rooms. Did you catch Who that? Who said that? Marion. She did? Yeah, she was like, my house growing up was only 18 rooms. Oh, dang, I missed that. <laughs> Whoa, what so a like, life. this house must be like it's 200 rooms or something. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm, I'm picturing the house in Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> where she... Oh. Where... Uh, Mr. Darcy's home? Yeah. <laughs> and he like comes on and it's like reflected in this huge pond it's beautiful <laughs> it's like so big and grand and she's like okay i just picture what's on the cover of the oh. book because <laughs> there's that well there's that too but it kind of looks the same anyway it's true they all kind of did but... it just looks beautiful and she's mesmerized and she's so happy to she's be there so, for the summer so so happy to be there and that's all she cares okay about, being so there. and then she gets there and lady caroline greets her who is lady caroline is her mom's friend Mm-hmm. And she's talking to her, shows her her room, and then she's like, well, where's Cecily? And then she's like, oh, yeah, she won't be here for another week. <laughs> and Marion's like, 
oh, this is awkward. She feels like a burden. She feels like a burden now, which she's already felt like a burden at her grandma's place. Mm -hmm. So she definitely feels out of place. That's a big kind of characteristic of her the whole book. She doesn't want to feel like a burden. She doesn't want to feel a burden. Because she kind of feels abandoned by her father. Yeah. So obviously she was a burden to him. That's why he sent her away. Yeah. But we find out that's obviously not the reason. So she's always trying to be useful, not a burden to anybody. But what's her name? Miss Lady Caroline. Lady Caroline is like, oh no, my oh my um s- sister, sister and yep, sister and brother-in-law are here, so it won't just be you. And she's like, oh okay. That makes her feel a little bit better, so it's not just her awkwardly in this <laughs> the only person there home. Yeah. yeah, that she doesn't really know these people at all. Actually, she's never met them before. She's never met them. So, um, but she's looking out the window, loves the view, and is like, I am. I have an hour before dinner. I'm just gonna go really quick. <laughs> And just explore really fast. And she saw that there's a river. So there's a river that kind of runs through the property. It's just gorgeous. So she gets there. She's so happy she twirls. Because she's a twirler. She's a twirler. She does. (laughs) She twirls, she slips, and she lands right in the water. Yep. Soaking wet in the water. And so she has to try to get out. She's sliding and she gets out. She manages it. As she's walking back to the road, she hears a horse coming. She hears the horse coming, so she hides behind the bridge. Okay, so she hears and the horse coming. She's by the bridge. Behind the, behind the bridge. The person dismounts from the horse. No, they're she in the horse. She slips okay. into the water. Listen. <laughs> Can do it. Go. So she hears the horse coming, so she hides behind the bridge. And then she, while she's crouched down, like on the bank of the river underneath this bridge, she slips and falls back into the river, so she kind of yells when she falls in the river. And then that's when the person gets off the horse and he's like, give me your no, hand. No, he's still on the horse. The horse goes into oh, the yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, give me your hand. And she's like, ah, oh, frick, it's Philip. Yeah, she notices <laughs> it's him and she doesn't want to look him in the eye because she's embarrassed. She's already embarrassed from the inn. For the, yes. Makes it worse. Yeah, she's embarrassed because the first time, okay, she's embarrassed for a couple of reasons. And it says this in the book, too. She looked terrible. She mm-hmm. didn't act like a lady. Nope. She sang a song as yep. she was a dare, like a dairy maid. She was lying to him. <laughs> and then he's like messing with her. And mm. then now she's sopping wet. Muddy, leaves in her Muddy. Hair. And, she's try- and she's trying to get out of the river. <laughs> and she falls flat like on her face and stomach in the mud. And so her backside must be like just like there, you know. Just Not a mess. Yeah, just wet side. And so the horse is kind of following her as she's getting out. He gets off the horse and then he comes and talks to her and she's so like mad at him because she's like, you are, I'm embarrassed around you and you're annoying because you're like, keep trying to tease me. Mm-hmm. And so he's yeah. like, anyways, he gives her his coat and he's trying to be like a gentleman, <laughs> but he's still teasing her. And then she gets mad. What does she get mad for? I don't remember. He says something to kind of mock her a little bit and she takes the jacket off and she like shoves oh, it yeah, at him. I don't remember. Or maybe that's a different scene. But anyways. Anyway, she gets mad at him, and then she stomps away. And she also goes, doesn't know why he's there. Yeah. She's like, why is he in Edinburgh? Why is this guy here? Yeah. She recognizes that the man who's asking for the horse knows him, so she thinks that he's... Well, he says, uh, like, sir, or like, can I take your horse? And she's like... Oh, he lives okay. here, Yeah, right? he must live here. Yeah. So that's, like, her first clue. And then she goes and gets ready for dinner. And he already told the staff... To put off mm-hmm. dinner for, he's the, very considerate. He is very considerate. Yeah. It's so sweet. That's what saves him some of the times. That's with, true. Um, 
And the way he teases her is actually really cute. We just we're just telling it from her perspective where she's getting frustrated, but I love reading about it cuz I think oh, yeah. it's really cute. It's super cute. So anyways, um they go to dinner and she's forced to sit on his right side. Mm-hmm. And um he, again, he's teasing her and he, the whole time. The whole time. And she he says pretty much like, "Oh, she's a great singer. She should sing for us." But I don't I don't remember the order of all of this. I think she finds out he's the son of Lady Caroline. Caroline. She finds out that he's the son. Yeah, because yeah. he calls her mom. Yeah. So she puts all the dots together and is like, like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> so anyways, he sees her. He says, I, uh, she should sing. And then everybody's like, oh, you should sing. And she's kind of caught in this trap where she feels like she has to sing. And then she kind of shuts down. And then Philip notices. He's like, what's wrong? And she's like, I'm a terrible singer. And she's not eating. And she's like And panicking. her grandmother specifically said, don't Do sing. Do not sing. Under any circumstances, don't sing in public. And she knows, Marion knows she's a terrible singer. But it's so cute because Philip's like, yeah, you can. You can sing. Like, totally like, you have a great voice. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, I, it's, I'm a terrible singer. <laughs> then he starts laughing at her at the table yeah and then the mom gets mad at him she's like are you being mean and he's like i was i coerced her i coerced her into singing and she's like she's like so mad at him that she made them look bad in Mm -hmm. front of their guest and would do that to their guest and all Mm -hmm. stuff and so she he's kind of getting yelled at a little bit reprimanded and so she kind of steps in again to save him Later, he approaches her after dinner and is like, why did you do that? You didn't need to do that. And she goes, well, I just felt bad for seeing you being reprimanded. Like, mm. I just, you know, I didn't want you to go through that. When it was like between that. the two of us kind of thing. Yeah. And so he liked that about her. Well, she's looking at a picture and she's like, it's... There's a painting of Edenbrook in the, like, living room where they are. Yeah. And she says, it's so beautiful. And he says, yes, it is. And he's like staring at her. Oh, so cute. So cute. Anyways. Okay. So the mom is like, okay, well... Philip, will you keep Marion company this week? The next morning, she wakes up and she gets up really, really early before anybody else is up. And she goes straight to the stables because she saw that when she was in the river. She saw the stables over there and she wanted to look. So she goes and she looks and she's petting one of the horses. And then Philip arrives and he's <laughs> there really early too. Of course. And so they're talking. He's like, do you want to go riding with me? And she goes, yes. And so she runs inside, gets her the proper riding habit on, mm-hmm. and then they go back, and then they go for a ride, and they, like, race horses and stuff, and it's really cute and sweet. <laughs> oh, and he's like, well, I have, like, a gentle mare. And she's like, what would I do with that? Bring it to, ask it to tea. <laughs> <laughs> and he loves that about her. He's like, okay, well, he's oh, like, you can have course, this horse. <laughs> he said, of course you wouldn't want the gentle mare. And yeah. he's, like, realizing, like, she, there's nothing normal about her. Right. She's very Don't know what different. to expect with her. Don't know what to expect. And he just he's just smitten with her like he's right from the very beginning it's so cute it is the cutest it's <laughs> so good okay so anyways they go for that ride um or the next day or something lady caroline is like um i'm busy uh philip do you mind giving her a tour miss clumpet goes with them as well she's the um oh yeah she sister. has guests coming to the house like uh people calling on her calling on her for lady tea caroline and yeah and so she's like i'm so sure she, you don't want to do that philip do you mind do you mind taking her tour yeah so he does and he's very proper because lady or miss clumpet is there as well and so he's which is the sister of lady, lady caroline. caroline so his aunt yes so anyways they're being very proper and he's being nice and you know whatever and then later um they go oh they go to the fencing room 
and Marianne's like it's giving oh, them a tour of giving the them a tour of the house and there's a fencing room and Marianne's like I wish I've always wanted to fence and he's like Pam well you can't you know you can't do that but we can play chess and so he takes her to his library Ooh. where the chess chess game would happen and it's a beautiful beautiful library I I love the library that I picture in my mind mm-hmm. <laughs> when Me I read too. this. Um, and so they go there. She's in awe of the books. They start talking about books. Somehow, Miss Clumpet got she lost. <laughs> got lost. lost. <laughs> She's gone. She I didn't get lost. She just left to go like talk she... to her husband, but there's a maid in the library dusting books. So yeah, it's so not improper. It's not improper, and the door is open. So yeah. they're in there, and they end up spending hours Mm -hmm. like the whole day together in the library i love it when they spend a lot of time together but Mm -hmm. they they laugh a lot together Mm -hmm. they you can tell they trust each other when they're talking it's very comfortable and it's very comfortable they've gotten to like they're laughing and then she gets like emotional and then he talks about like his his dad passed away and he talks about how he went on a tour um, before his dad passed away and would visit bookstores because his dad loved collecting books. And mm-hmm. so luckily he was he got he came home before his dad passed away and was able to give him some of those books. Oh, and yeah, those books were in the library. Yeah. yeah, and those books were in the library. So they just were able to really connect on over so books. many levels oh, over books in Love this it. library. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And, and you then, just there's such a connection, and she does say. She's like, I didn't search to say anything the whole time. Yes, like, it's I, so easy to talk. It was like, talk. oh, it's 5 o'clock or whatever. It's time for dinner. She's like, I didn't realize we had been in this library all day talking. Yeah. I didn't oh, have to search once to say anything. And he, okay, this is important too. He like, they, at one point, oh, they shake hands? They shake hands because he says, I promise I will not love you for Aww. your, oh, what is it? For your mis your what is it like misfortunes misfortunes i promise i won't love you for your misfortunes and she says i promise oh so good i swear <laughs> i just love the I things just love this author's writing I, yes honestly honestly it's <laughs> so good okay no. it's so upsetting because she's only written one other book oh, what is she doing what is why oh, look he says so call me philip my mom's not looking oh, okay. <laughs> okay okay hold on Sorry, I was rereading. <laughs> I got Sarah. <laughs> okay, okay, we're close. Hang on, we're right here. We're so close, so close. I know it's on this side. I know it's on the left. Here it is. Okay, okay. He leaned toward me and said in a low voice, I promise not to love you for your misfortunes. I blushed at the idea of saying the words promise and love you in the same sentence to Philip, but I had to return the vow. Anything else would be rude. And I promise not to love you for your possessions. Possessions. Yeah, possessions. So anyways. because yeah, she... Like, he has, look at this house, you know. He obviously has a lot of money. He has, like, everything. He okay. doesn't want to be loved for that. He doesn't want to be loved for that, which is probably, if he's attractive and has lots of money, that's probably why mm-hmm. a lot of people have tried to, like, win his affections in the first place. But we'll get into that. We will get into that. Okay. Okay, during that scene in the library, he notices that she says his first name. <laughs> the first time, and the he gets first so time, And he, like, he stops, and he looks at her, and he's like, you said my first name. He loved it. He loved that she said his first name. So and she didn't even realize that she did it. But she was just like, well. Because she had been calling him sir the whole time, right? Yeah. 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 And he didn't like it. He wanted to be Philip to her. Oh. But she finally does. And he's like, ha He was like so happy about it. That was a big 
thing. But okay, but they never ended up playing chess. <laughs> and so he says, well, we didn't get to play chess. Let's meet again tomorrow. Meet me in the library, you know, around this time or whatever. So she goes, meets him in the library, and he's like, have you ever done archery? And so, <laughs> so they go and do archery, and they never play chess. And the next day... Um, they go to meet again to play chess and he's like, well, why don't we go walk in the gardens? And they go walk in the gardens and never play chess. <laughs> he's like, well, let's play chess tomorrow. And then they meet again for chess and they go instead to ride horses together. So like he keeps putting it off and that's their excuse to always meet. Ugh, so cute. <laughs> so cute. So they go for another horse ride and they go to like a, the top of a hill and you can see like all of Edenbrook, um, at this destination. So it was her Philip, their horses, and then a horseman, a groom, a groom following them, who's just you know there with them as a chaperone, and so they're at this top of the top of this hill, and she's sketching, and she talks about how nice it is because even if they're not talking, it's still comfortable, Mm -hmm. and then there's been several times where he's just like watching her as she's sketching Edenbrook, he's always watching her, um, and then. They get to one point where she looks like she's getting really tired. And he's like, well, why don't you just take a nap? And she's like, well, that's improper. I can't do that. He's like, here. And he takes and his jacket. And he ja- goes, I won't tell anybody. I won't tell anybody. He's like, okay. She's like, okay. So she <laughs> take, takes off his jacket, folds it for her, makes a little pillow. <laughs> and she lays on it, takes a nap. When she wakes up, she sees that he's like really close to her. And he's like staring <laughs> at her. And so... She kind of wakes up a little bit, and then the wind blows her hair, and he, like, grabs her hair and tucks it around her her Love ear. That. And she's like, oh, my goodness. So she sits up, and she's like, okay, I got to, like, get away from – out of the situation. This is too much. <laughs> and so – and then he continues to flirt with her, even though she, like, sits up. And then she gets up to go away, and he grabs her, like, the hem of her skirt. And he's like, please don't Ugh. sit down. I promise I won't flirt with you anymore. And she looks at him like, come on. Mm-hmm. And he's like – I for the next five minutes and she's like okay <laughs> so she sits down and she doesn't realize that she actually sat a lot closer to him and she turns towards him and they're like so close to like their faces touching like super close mm-hmm. um and this is like the second time they got super close and she could tell that he was like really still and she didn't know what he wanted she's never kissed anybody before mm-hmm. so she wasn't sure like what was happening but she's like i've never experienced this before but you, you can see the struggle in his eyes like he, she's he's fighting like again at her lips and stuff like that yeah. yeah so he's like struggling he of course like teases her some more and she gets up and she leaves all like put out oh she stands up and he's she's and she's like you said it i could take a nap that it um you wouldn't that it was okay. And he's like, I never said that. I just said I wouldn't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> and she's like, well, here, here's your jacket. Like, thanks she's for the pillow. And she, like, stomps over to her horse. And then she realizes she can't get up on the horse. You just skipped my part. What freaking part? The pillow. He's like, here, here's, thank you for the pillow. And he's like, you can borrow my pillow anytime. <gasps> and then she's like, oh, that's so inappropriate. And that's and why she stomps Then away. she stomps away to Got the it. horse. Anyways, goes yeah. to the horse, realizes she can't ride away, like, she wanted to. She out wanted of to. Rage. Out of rage. She couldn't even do that. She had to freaking wait for him because she's so short. And there's no uh, block to help her get up on there. He comes to her, puts his hands on her waist, and she's like, "Oh, they have another moment." They have another moment, and pretty much apologizes and said, "I'm I can't behave myself around you," pretty much. And then he lifts her up, puts her on the horse, just like Easily. it was, just like he's lifting a child. It says in there, and um. <laughs> 
Anyways, they ride off back home, and it was a wonderful time together. One of another of my favorite scenes. So cute. The next day, she decides to go with Lady Caroline to be proper because she still has to try to like learn to be ladylike instead of spending all this time with Philip, mm-hmm. who she now notices at this point is a huge flirt. And so she's like, oh. Always teasing her, always flirting Just with always her. teasing her. This is like frustrating because she knows he's, he's just doing it on purpose, you know, yeah, just like to kind of get a reaction to... from her. Yeah. And that's all she thinks it is. Mm-hmm. Like she thinks he's just doing it on purpose to tease her. Because she's what? 17. Yeah. 17 and naive. Yeah. <laughs> Ate it. <laughs> Oh, oh shoot! I forgot to mention this. When they were on the tour in the home, she sees a painting of the whole family, and she sees the oldest brother in that painting, and she's thinking, "Oh, that's the man my sister is going to marry." Oh yeah. She's like, "My sister, my twin sister is going to marry this man. She's gonna be so happy here." You oh, know, yeah. thinking all these and thoughts. And then she's like, "Oh, well, Philip's gonna be my brother." Philip will be my brother. Yeah, brother-in-law. So that's kind of another. She's like, "Well, that'll be okay, I guess," because she doesn't know her feelings yet. She, yeah, at the time she's she was like, just like, yeah, okay, kind of, okay, <laughs> yeah. So, um, she finds out at this tea thing with the ladies, mm-hmm. um, that the older brother died, which means Sir Philip is the one who inherits everything, is in charge, and that is who her sister likes. Says, yeah, wants to marry. That's who her twin sister wants to marry. And it- Shatters it guts her. Oh my goodness. Like that was like, <gasps> the first time I read this, I was like, no. And also she finds out because it's a mom and a daughter who comes visit. And yeah. the daughter's talking to Marianne and she's like, oh, well, you know that Philip's a huge flirt. So yeah. don't think anything about it. And she's yes. like, well, don't worry. I'm not taking it seriously. And now she has to like, well, I got to shut off my emotions because my sister's wanting to marry Philip. Yeah. And, of course, she's going to be able to marry Philip because she's beautiful and she gets what she wants. She thinks she's the better sister, basically. She pretty much, yeah, she thinks her sister's better than she is. And that Philip is a flirt. So, like, two things that just, like, stabs her. her in the heart. She's like, oh, I'm not special. I'm not special. And these feelings that I'm feeling for him are not for me. They'll never be for me. It's so, Ugh. so sad. So sad, seriously. But, like, we know, of course, Philip... Is totally smitten with her. Yeah, totally smitten. It's the cutest thing. But <laughs> it's sad that she feels that way. So anyways, yeah. she finds this information. She gets... She's so upset and, like, heartbroken that she just gets on a horse, gets her, her paint supplies that she got, and she rides up to that hill that they were on, you know, a couple days before. And she paints a picture out of, like, anger. And, like, her... She puts so much emotion into this. And when she's done, she realizes... She painted a picture of Edenbrook with her standing there with her hair down looking at Edenbrook. Like with longing. With longing. So then she realizes, okay, I got to go. I've been here too long. So she gets back on the horse, which I don't know if she did that because she needed help. She found a stump, a tree stump. Oh, it did say that in there. Okay. Yeah. Good job. Okay. Um, so anyway, she goes back home. And when she gets to the stall, Philip is there. <gasps> one, again, one of my favorite scenes. Oh, I love this it. Scene is so good. And he's like, "Where have you been? Where have you been?" He's like angry with her, but she's trying not to make eye contact with him because she she's realizing I have feelings for him, but I can never have him. And so she just is like trying to make light of the situation. He's like, "No," and she can tell he's like really angry. And so he's oh. so he follows her into the stall that they're in with the horse, <laughs> and she's like, "Well, I didn't think anybody would care." And he said, "No, I said that I was worried about you. Mm-hmm. Do you not care about like?" 
me? Do you not care about what I think? And she's like, well, she likes shrugs. She likes shrugs, and he, she won't. So he like gets closer to her, and she gets like backed up against the wall. He puts his his arm above her left shoulder, and then she's <laughs> like, oh my goodness, this is too much. And she puts like one hand on his chest, and she realizes he's breathing really heavily. And then she puts another hand on his chest because she's trying to like push control herself and push him away, but she can't push him away. And then she just stays there. <laughs> and she just stays there, and he's like, Marianne, look at me, and she won't. And so he like lifts her chin up to uh, make her look at him, and he's ever. like, "Do uh, do I not mean anything to you?" And then she like kind of doesn't answer. Does she not answer there? No. She doesn't really answer, and so he's like, "Okay," and he like step. Yeah. He's like, "What do you?" Kind of along the lines of like, "What do you feel for me?" And, and yeah. she's like, "You've been a great friend." Yeah, you've been a great friend and host. That's what she freaking says. Like, well crap yeah <laughs> oh my god he's crushed by it you can tell he like steps away he steps he's away kind of cold he's, after that. he's like trying to like get his self together yeah and then he's like calm down and then he tries to like be cordial with her again mm-hmm. and then he's the, always a gentleman because he's always a gentleman and then he tries to like tease her a little bit to get back into the normal routine finds her painting and is like I have to have this. Mm-hmm. What do you want for it? She's like, it's not for you. Like, I'm not giving it's this not to for you. Sale. And he's like, no, like, I'm not giving this back to you. I need it. What do you want for it? <laughs> so She's cute. like, well, fine. I will tell you what I want for it. I want my dad to come home and I want my locket back. Yeah, give me either of those. So it's not for sale. It's not for <laughs> sale. And then he's like, well, then I guess we're going to have to put it somewhere we both can enjoy it because I'm yeah. not giving this back to so you. So they put it in the library. Yeah, they agreed to put it in the library. So cute. So cute. Okay, so then the next day, um, Mr. Beaufort comes and calls on Marianne and she's never met him before and we find out when he sees her he gives her a book of poems from Mr. Whittles. Mr. Beaufort is, is the nephew of Mr. Whittles. And you're like oh. And he's quite attractive. Like, he's like oh he's kind of handsome. He's kind of handsome. If I can't have Philip if maybe. I can't, yes maybe <laughs> I can settle for him and he's giving her attention so they're talking and whatever. And then he's like, well, will you be at the ball? And she's like, yes. And he's like, I'd like to call on you again, blah, blah, blah. And Philip's in the room. <laughs> and Philip is like livid. He's like but... pissed the whole time. But she doesn't understand his emotions because she's very young and naive. And she's like, why does he look like that? Why is he like angry? Yeah, why is he angry? And he's trying to keep it together. After he leaves, Lady Caroline was there too. And she's like, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave. And she's, she just leaves and tries to come up with an excuse to leave. But. So Philip talks to her and he's like, um, she's like, oh, Mr. Whittles, he's awful. I hated him, blah, 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 pretty much. And um, she pretty much says, I think he would be a great match for my aunt. And he's like, well, we should play matchmaking and (laughs) we need to write a love letter. And she's like, well, you know, I don't know how to do that. And he's like, well, I'll show you. So they sit down really close to each other. (laughs) My favorite. (laughs) This is your favorite scene. No, it just gives me little butterflies. Oh, the stable scene is my favorite. But anyways, okay, let's keep going. We'll talk about that at the end. So they sit down. They He writes a love letter, and it is clearly to her. Uh-huh. Clearly to her. Yeah. But she's like... And she's, th- she's not looking feeling, at him. She's not looking at him. She is feeling the depth of his words, but is not putting together that it is for her. Yeah. She kind of gets that sense that she wants it to be, but... She's getting overwhelmed. She's like, she's oh getting my gosh, so... I didn't know he could be like this. And she's like freaking out. It's so cute. Yeah, it's so cute. I love what he says in there too. Um, so anyways... It's good. It, it's a go. good scene. That's a good scene, yeah. <laughs> so then he gives her the letter. He gives her the letter and he leaves. So she keeps it. And then 
Cecily arrives. She finally arrives. So much has happened and it's been a week. I know. And Cecily arrives and um, immediately is like, well, where's Philip? I'm here to see Philip. And she's, as soon as she comes into the story, I'm like, oh, I can't stand her. She yeah. is so annoying. She acts very superior. Superior and self-centered and like totally walks over Marianne. Yeah. She's such a jerk. But it's like all the time... Marianne's like, yeah, that's just my sister, but I love her so much. I love her. She's my sister, you know? Yeah. And she sh- doesn't think she can compete with Cecily at all. I'm not going to want the same thing she wants because I know I can't win against her. And it's really sad. Like, you need to have more confidence in that. Yeah. Obviously. But that is why she doesn't try to be like, no, like, I really like Philip. Like, she doesn't stand up for herself. She doesn't stand up and she immediately tries to block philip out as soon as cecily comes yeah, she starts so to sad. back off from philip and, and philip is like what what yeah philip's on? like are you okay like he's he yeah <laughs> it's so sad it is so sad and You're it's like... it's funny by the way like the the lady caroline looks at marianne uh-huh. she can tell what's going on oh she totally knows she knows what's going on she knows her son she can totally tell what marianne's thinking yes so they um so they're at dinner and she's, Cecily's monopolizing his time, but he keeps looking at Marianne. It's like, are you okay? Like, yeah. what's going He's trying on? to be polite, but, like, clearly is concerned about Marianne. He cares more about her. Cecily, for some weird reason, isn't picking up on that. But anyways. Right. <laughs> so, anyways, um, the next day, Cecily invites Marianne to go shopping with Louisa, who is Lady Caroline's daughter and Philip's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cecily and Louisa are friends. They're from the London season. From the London season, and I hate them both. <laughs> yeah. I don't like them together they're at so all. Annoying. They're so annoying and Superiority rude. Superiority complex. She has a third wheel, and they're just, Louisa won't even talk to Cecily. Yeah, she, like the way she looks at her and stuff, you like, she's just kind of tolerating. She, this is the first glimpse of Marianne seeing how Cecily has changed when she's in London, because they were talking about yeah. the diverting oh. things. Okay, hold on. So they see, while they're going to town, the three of them, they see Mr. Kellett, who is the nephew of their grandma. Mm-hmm. And so they're cousins. They're cousins. And they're cousins. And so Cecily and Mr. Kellett are kind of flirting, but Marianne is worried because she knows that he knows that she gets the dowry. Yeah, and she's like, why is Mr. Kellett? Why is he here? Why is he in this town that's near us? It's all not... things. It's a small town. It's a small town. Is. Yeah, so it's it doesn't weird. make sense. So she's on guard. She's nervous. And then there, Cecily and Mr. Kellett are flirting. And she's like, why are you doing that? Cecily's like, well, like, everybody, you know, it's good to flirt. And she's yeah. like, but I thought you loved Philip, you know? Yeah. <sighs> so anyway. And she's like, well, you know, flirt and, you know, rakes. Oh, because Mr. Kellett's a rake. She's yes. like, they're good for, they have their purposes. purposes. And that's when she finds out that, like, She'll go off and kiss and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And that's the I first time. You don't know what exactly she does. It doesn't say, but you it's alluded they that. They like come back all rumpled and stuff. Yeah. And, and so, she's like disgusted by Yeah, that. she's disgusted by it and she didn't think that her sister was like that. And so yeah, she's is, totally changed. She's totally she changed. Was in London, but she's like, feeling, she's getting to the point where she's feeling super alone because mm-hmm. she's not feeling included with her sister and Louisa. She no longer has Philip. She hears Philip and his younger brother, his name is Matthew, and they're fencing. <laughs> she overhears them, and they bring up her... She was going to leave, but they bring up her name, and so she listens. He's, like, super aggressive. And he's super aggressive, 
and the brother's like, well, what the heck? Why don't you just send her back? And he's like, well, I would just send her back, but... I want um, to be rid of her. I want to be rid of her, but I, I can't because of this and blah, blah, blah. And they pretty much are talking about her and why I he feel can't... responsible. Yeah, responsible yeah. for it her. It makes it sound like he can't stand her. He can't stand her, and, and she's, she's just a burden. And now she feels like a burden. And now we she's... all know she hates feeling like a burden, so she's like, well, I need to go home. <laughs> yeah, and she can't. Her father's not there. Her grandma wants her to learn to sing. Like, yeah. she's... She has nowhere else to go, so she feels super alone. And this is really sad. You feel those emotions. Oh, you very oh, the way she writes this, I'm like so Ugh. distraught at this point. Yes, like, it's so sad. So, anyways, they they have this ball, um, that they go to. Sees Mr. Beaufort there, and is like, okay, well, he's the only one giving me attention. He seems interested in me. I will try. Like, I'm gonna oh, try to. But it's so cute when they walk into the ball, and Philip is like trying to get her attention, like talk to her, but she's like blocking her out because now she thinks that philip hates her yeah doesn't want her there it's just kind of like it's just anyways he doesn't want her there doesn't want her there and like they're in the ballroom and he sees mr beaufort coming and she's like oh he already asked for the first two dances so he knows that they're gonna dance together and he goes you look really pretty tonight you like you look beautiful tonight and then walks away and she's like what what (laughs) yeah why did he say that when he can't stand me so she's all confused she's super confused and then Mr. Um, she dances with Mr. Beaufort, and that's fine. And then later, Philip, because she's she pretty much says, "No, I don't want to dance with you." Earlier, he asked oh, if he could. Yeah, like, no, I'm good. No, I'm yeah, <laughs> no, don't need you. And he's to like, dance uh, with. "What?" Yeah, he's just like, "Oh, gutted." And then so he just pretty much walks up to her and is like, "I have the next dance," and pulls her out to the dance floor. Yes. And then this is the moment. That she realizes she is in love with him. Uh-huh. And she almost passes out. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. So she, like, is realizing, oh, my gosh. Like, in a distraught state, she realizes she's in love with him. And he, like, has to remove her from the dance. Set her down. Cecily comes over and she's like, I could see you didn't look okay. Like, mm-hmm. are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. Why don't you, you dance with Philip? Yeah. And shoes them away. <laughs> and he's, and like, so confused. He's... Oh, yeah, they're, like, sitting on the chair or whatever. And he's, like, holding her hand. And yeah. Cecily comes up and holds her other hand. And they're, like, so concerned. And she's like, well, like, someone should stay here with you. And Philip's like, well, I'll stay. And she goes, no. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, what? And she goes, no, Ces- Cecily can dance with you. And she- she hands over and the hand so to him. He's like, "What? Yeah, why?" So heartbroken. And then she's like, "I, I want to. I just want to go home." So yeah. she goes home with Lady Caroline. Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of these." And people. so then, when she gets home from the ball, Philip had this trip planned with his brother William. Mm-hmm. So they they leave. <laughs> so so she's confused, uh-huh. and he's just left. So yeah, the she's next just day, like they just have been gone. She has been forced to be in this state of like agony. <laughs> agony. It's so sad. But <laughs> William's wife goes up and talks to Marianne and was no. Like, but first, hang on. Before that happens. Oh, I'm sorry. Before that happens, Lady Caroline meets with Marianne and they're in the garden and they're working together. And she pretty much this was cool to me. Mm-hmm. So they're talking and she's like, she tells her what happened. So. Philip and her were in London with Louisa and Cecily. They were all there in London having the season. And he came home because he found out that, um, well, he found out that Cecily and Marianne have been invited to stay with them. Mm -hmm. And he's just so annoyed because all of these girls are constantly like wanting to get with him and try to use him 
for his title yeah. and his everything. And so he wants he, to be loved for himself. Yeah. So he comes home and he is packing just to leave. Like he's just leaving. Yeah. And he's just he's he's still trying to recover from his dad dying. He's still trying to recover from his older brother passing away who should have been in his in his shoes and he didn't yeah. want to take on that role. So it was just kind of so a lot overwhelmed. So much is placed on his shoulders. He goes home. Lady Caroline leaves Cecily and Louis there and runs after him pretty much because she doesn't want him to just like leave forever. Right. She gets there. Philip leaves anyways. And that night he goes to that inn where he meets Marianne. And then he comes back. And so Lady Caroline realizes he didn't leave. He came back and it's and this girl is coming. Yeah, she finds out. So she sees, oh, she's keeping him Mm -hmm. here. And so she pretty much thanks Marianne and says, thank you so much for making him smile. Like he hasn't yeah, smiled yeah. and been this way in, in a long time. Yeah, and I he just, I want to too seriously. Yeah. And she just like pretty much thanks her for that. And you, so you find out what happened and why he was at the end that night. Mm-hmm. He was going to leave. He was and, leaving. But once he met her and realized that she was coming, he changed all oh, of his plans. So cute. And he came back. I know it was so great. So anyways, <laughs> and then later, that's going, why when they were at the end and he find out, found out her name he was, he was like, like oh shoot and then he didn't say his name because she would have known instantly who he was yeah so he wanted to keep the mystery and stuff and he was playing a game <laughs> so, cute. so anyways then mr beaufort the next day calls on marianne mm-hmm. and proposes mm-hmm. and she's like you know what i know i love philip at this point she knows she, she knows. loves philip and, and he seems very not good in comparison yeah she's comparing the two and she's like yeah mr beaufort can't can't stand against philip i'd rather be alone uh, yeah. if i can't have philip so yeah. she thinks that and she tells him no and he kind of gets mad for a second and is like well then i'll just i'll come back we just we'll talk about this you later i'll come back it. you need to think about it she's like okay and then he leaves like abruptly rachel who is matthew's wife matthew yes i said william <laughs> who the frick is william <laughs> I don't know. Oh crap! Hang on. Who is it? I might I have said know. it wrong the whole time. Hang I on. I thought it was William. I said I Matthew. Matthew. I have no idea. William. Was that what I was saying? No. <laughs> you thought it was Matthew. Okay. So, anyways, Rachel receives a letter from William. It says William right here. I don't know. Gosh dang. Okay, it, Rachel receives a letter from William with an update of what Philip and William are doing and how things are going. Um. <laughs> And during this moment when she's giving her an update, she tells Marianne that Philip likes you. And I know what you're trying to do. Yeah, but we haven't established that this whole time Marianne thinks that they're off doing scandalous things. Well, that's not important. Yeah, it is because that changes her perception of Philip. Yeah, she thinks he's a he's a rake. She's like, how could I have been so wrong this whole time? Because she thinks the way it's phrased from Rachel... When they're, she's first talking about it, and she's like, oh yeah, my dad never approved of it, but he could be doing worse things, so I let him do it. And yeah. she's like, well, what is something her dad wouldn't approve of? And she goes immediately to like, oh, they're off sleeping with other women. Yeah, doing some awful things. So then Rachel comes in with this letter. And, and they is, are able to clear the error. And she starts piecing together that they are at the horse races, and they couldn't participate this year. Because Philip gave Marianne his race horse that he was going to use in their horse races. And it's so cute. (laughs) And she's like, 
why would he do that? And she's like, well, he loves you. Duh. He's like so smitten with you. And she's like, no. <laughs> so Rachel has to pretty much very, very boldly, which is so funny. She, it's funny it's Rachel who tells her yeah. this. I thought it would have been Lady Caroline who witnessed like the whole thing. But Rachel. She clears every, everything up. Actually. She clears everything up. She does. Love so Rachel. she just comes in and she's like, no, listen, he doesn't act this way with everybody. It's He's just with flirt. you. And I know what you're doing for your sister. I know you're stepping aside, but mm-hmm. he doesn't look at her the way he looks at you. Mm-hmm. And so he, she just told her. And so um, Marianne gets like really excited and she's. Oh, kind yeah. Of, and Rachel's like, he needs some encouragement from you. He needs to now know how thinking, you feel. Yeah, that you have totally just brushed him aside. Yeah, based off of like how you've been behaving, he thinks that you don't, are not interested anymore. Mm-hmm. So now she's like hopeful and she's yeah. happy and she cannot wait for him to come home because it's been so like torturous mm-hmm. him not being there, even though she didn't like him during the time. And she says why Philip has said that he was, was it her that clears that up? Feeling responsible for her? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, well, oh. think about his position. You have, your father's not here. It's just you and your sister. So he is your guardian. Guardian. He's there to protect you. He can't declare himself. He can't make him move on you you when he's supposed to be your guardian. Yeah, so that's why he's not saying anything. And that's why he says he wants her to go home to his grandmother so he can follow her and court her properly. Because he wants to be a gentleman in all ways like his dad. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So cute. And she's like, oh my gosh, he doesn't hate me. Yeah, and, and she he's not a rake. Alone. He's not yeah. a rake. And he, he doesn't flirt with everybody. It's just her. Yeah, so everything's cleared up in this like one little sitting with yeah. Rachel. Love Rachel. It's so funny. <laughs> and then while she's so happy, she goes, of course, out into the fields because that's you know outside was where she uh, loves to be. Of course. While she's there sketching, Mister Beaufort just comes right through onto the property, comes oh, up to her, and he's like let's finish where we left off yesterday. I just wanted to see you again. And she's like, you're going to say yes to me. Yeah, you're going to say yes to me. And he grabs her immediately. And she's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And he's like, you're coming with me. And she's like, what? And um, and he pretty much, she says, I have your maid in the in the carriage and I will hurt her if you don't come with me right now. Yeah. So she goes because she doesn't want Betsy to get and hurt. And she's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, Mr. Whittles, my uncle heard you're getting all of this money and i want that money yeah so he kidnaps her they're gonna stage that they got married uh, and run away together and by the time they come back from running away she's basically gonna be ruined so she has to stay married to him yeah he's trying to Worst like trap, nightmare trying to trap her into this situation and she, and she 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 fought him for a minute and then once he tells her like i'm gonna hurt betsy or whatever um yeah. she cooperates and she walks mm-hmm. with him so they go to the carriage and he takes her to some inn down the road. Betsy was never in the carriage. He lied to her. And then she tries to fight and get out of the carriage. And he holds the locket in front of her. Mm-hmm. He's the one who attacked them in the carriage that first night when she was on her way to Edinburgh. He was the highwayman. He was the highwayman. He's the one who attacked them once he found out that she had all the money. And, and he stole her locket. Yeah, and he has a gun. And he has a gun. He uses it against her. He uses it against her. So she throws up. Several times <laughs> in the carriage because she gets sick. And she's like, haha. <laughs> yeah, she's she's like not sad about it at all. Yeah. So, anyways, they get to the um the inn. He he eats and he gets pretty 
Um, oh, he eats and drinks. Drinks. So he wine. gets kind of like a little tipsy and everything like that. And she's like, well, I got to try to, she's like, if I don't do something now, I'm going to be trapped with him and I'm not going to have an escape after mm-hmm. this. So yeah, cause she's... they're going to get on a ship the next day Yeah, and sail to France and she'll be, there's nothing she could do. Yep. She'll be trapped. So she, she's looking around she's like, okay, well there's a table with writing supplies and she starts to kind of flirt with him and she's like, well, you know, this could actually be a great, just to trick him. She's like, this could be actually a great marriage and you really are a great man. You're and really he's like, handsome. well, you're really handsome. And he's like, well, 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 tell me more. She goes, well, I could do it better if I wrote you a love I'm letter. really shy, yeah. I'm really shy. Let me write you a love letter. She goes to the table, writes a letter, one to Philip that she folds up and puts in her shoes. So if something happens to her and they find her body, mm-hmm. they would be able to find that note. Yeah. Um, and she confesses all of her feelings for Philip in there. So cute. Then she writes another note to him that she like just makes up whatever. And like, like uses what Philip had taught her to write love letters. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So she writes a love letter, uh, reads it to him or whatever. But she, while she was at the table, she grabs the envelope cutting sharpener, for sharpener the for the quill. So she, she grabs onto that. Which I'm thinking is like an exacto knife kind of thing. It's like, like the very size sharp. and shape of it. It's really small, but it's very sharp. Yeah, kind so of. That's a... all the weapon she has against this man with a gun. With a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets close to him, and at some point, she pretty much puts the knife to him, cuts him a little bit, and then they start to struggle. And she mm-hmm. tries to get underneath the table, and she's like screaming, and then she hears the door open and like yelling. And she manages to slice his fingers. She so sliced his... Defends herself a little bit, but then, like, she grabs the gun at one point and he swipes it from her and they're in a tussle. And then... And while she, she's under the table. And so she doesn't know who's coming in right away, mm-hmm. but she hears her father's voice. Ugh. And it's her father who that. comes in. Are you going to cry? You look like you're going to cry. No! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's her father comes in and she's, like, holding onto him and she's sobbing she's like is sobbing holding on to him because two things something very traumatic just happened and then her father came home so like no idea how her father's there but he saved her but he like saved her and then after she comes down a little bit um he tells her that like philip is in the back philip was there Mm -hmm. philip came and he took the man mr beaufort into the back and so she goes back there philip has his sword against his neck pushed him pushing him against the wall and he's like what did you do to her? He's like, I made it so you would never want her again. That's what he says. I made it. Mr. Beaufort says, I made it so I, you'll never want her again. He goes, I'll always want her. I'll always want her. Oh, my so god! So cute. No matter what, I'll always want her. No matter what, I'll and always so want her. she's so touched. So she comes in. She's, she's like, like, oh, he loves me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But no, but she walks in. She's like, wait, he didn't. He's, he's lying. That's not true. All he did was kiss me. Mm-hmm. And so he looks at her and he looks at her lips. And he's like, did he say, does he say, they say that? I don't... Yeah, he's like, he kissed he's like, you? He kissed you? And so he looks back at him, and he flicks his sword and cuts his lips. Yeah. Mr. Beaufort's lips. Ha And then, um, anyways, they got rid of Mr. Beaufort, and then Philip, Marianne, and her father get back in the carriage and go back to Edenbrook. Yeah. Um, her father ends up falling asleep. Wait, but while they're at the inn, and the father's comforting Marianne, um, they talk about why he's gone... Um, why he left and didn't come back he was like I was dealing with my grief but I thought you would be happier being like by yourself and not reminded about it the whole time and she's like no I wanted you here 
this whole time. Yeah. But you've been gone. <laughs> you've been gone this <laughs> kind whole of time. thing. And he's like, I'm so sorry, but like, I love you. I've always loved you. I've always wanted you. Blah blah blah. And she finds out that on the trip with Mister with William, because William had come back to the house by himself, and he's like, uh, everyone's like, where the frick is Philip? <laughs> and William's like, he's not back yet. And he, like, looks at Marianne and, like, looks away. And she's like, why is he looking at me? He's like, well, he'll show up soon. Like, he'll be back soon. He'll be back in time for the ball. So we find out in the carriage that Philip, while they were on the (laughs) ride with William, William was like, go win her or whatever. Yeah, he was miserable at the races and all that stuff. And he's like, he's like, dude, just go win her. Like, go do it. it. (laughs) You're, you're, pres- I hate being say. with you. Yeah, when you're like this. <laughs> so, Philip goes to France. And goes to France, finds, finds her dad. Ugh. And then brings, they were- came back and Mr. Clumpet saw oh, Mr. Beaufort right. taking her away. So, he, they knew. They knew. <laughs> he told, and so they yeah. had people like panicking. And Lady Caroline was like, get your sword. So, get your sword. Like, so, so they're in the, in their, they're in the carriage and they're kind of talking a little bit. And then she gets, so they finally get home and she just collapses on the bed. She's so exhausted. Mm. The next morning, she wakes up and she can't find her shoes. Or she can find her shoes. her shoes off and she can't find find the letter. Find her the letter. And so she's like, what the heck? And she's kind of secretly panicking trying to find this letter. But the day has passed and she still can't find it. No one has said anything. No one has said anything. Philip hasn't said anything. Maybe so she's I like, got away with it. Maybe. I don't know. I don't she's know what happened. She's still stressed about it. She's still stressed about it. The ball is happening. So she gets dressed, ready for the night. She goes down to the ball and... They're in... Oh, she like goes down the stairs and Philip is like looking at her and saying she's beautiful. And her dad is there too. And she's like feeling very hopeful for the future. She's like... She had decided that she was going to fight for Philip when she found out that Philip was in love with her from Rachel. She was like, I'm going to try and win Philip because he's worth it. So they're at the ball there and they're like the receiving line and Cecily's standing next to her and she's like, oh, like Philip looks really nice tonight. And she's like, oh, does he? Like, because she doesn't want to like flat out to her sister be like, no, he's mine kind of thing. Yeah. So she's like, so, oh, yeah, does he look nice? Uh, I don't know. And, this, and Cecily's like, uh-huh. And he, she asks it in a way of, like, Cecily wants confirmation that, like, Marianne is in love with Philip. Because Cecily has kind of caught on now. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. So Marianne doesn't know that. So then they dance. Marianne yeah, and the ball. Philip dance. And it's lovely. And it's so cute. So cute. And then right after, Cecily comes and takes freaking Philip. And then... Which she's mad about. And she's like, ugh. <laughs> and then Louisa comes and takes Marianne. Which is weird because Louisa doesn't ever talk to yeah. Marianne. So Louisa takes her and she's she brings her to the library. And she says, do you love my brother? And she's like, uh, what? What are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? And she's like, listen, I already know. I already read your letter. I know you love him. Cecily read it. Louisa Cecily read, read it. it. We just want to hear. I just want to know if you actually, if it's true. Yeah. Philip's reading it in the library Philip is right in, the, in there right now reading it. I just need to know. And she's like, oh my gosh, she's reading it right now. And so she's like, okay, you do. You do love him. Whatever. Yeah. So then Cecily comes out and Louisa and they leave and they push Marianne into the library. <laughs> oh girl. This Close is, the door. This is the best. Scandal. The best scene of all the scenes. <laughs> He, he's in the library by the fireplace reading this letter. 
she gets pushed into the room. They and shut it's the door just behind by her. Fire of light that this is happening. Yes, yeah, so it's nice and Dark dim in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he finishes reading and he looks up at her and he's like, "Do you mean this?" And then she's like, well, "I I just I wrote that when I was you know whatever." He's like, "No, but do you mean this?" And then she quietly says, "Yes, I do." And she's like ashamed, kind of almost ashamed, and she's like all shy, all shy and looking down. And then he walks straight directly to her, pushes her back against the library shelves, mm-hmm. and freaking makes out with her. Ugh. Love that. <laughs> it is so good. It, the way they it's written and it's holds Ugh. the whole way. Oh, it's it all of it. Butterflies. All of it is so good. I love it. It's just like the best. Honestly, this scene somehow sneaks into like all the other stories I read because I'm like, like I think about the story and I'm like, was that was that scene in that book? No, it's this freaking book that I just mix up because it's so good. Yeah, I think it happens good. in all the books. Anyways, yeah, so good. You go. have to you have to read it. They make out hardcore. They're like clarifying things. And he's like, did you mean this? And she's like, yeah. And like, she's like, well, I thought this. And he's like, well, of course not. And like. They are like this, kissing all in between all of this. Yeah, and they're just communicating finally, which is really dumb that it takes yeah. all that. All time. of this could have been resolved if we communicated, but but yeah, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they do that. They're so happy. She comes out. She has to get her hair fixed because it was a mess from that makeout session. <laughs> um, and then it's all wonderful and grand. And she goes and talks to Cecily, and she's like, "I'm sorry that I like stole Philip from you," and she's like. Because Cecily had been like, I'm so in love with him. Yeah. And she's like, nah, there's a plenty of other rich guys. Because Cecily has only wanted Philip for the of money. His money. Yeah. But Marion wants him for him. him, not his possessions. They made that promise. So Cecily, they're out on the balcony, and Mr. Oh, Kellett. Mr. Kellett comes comes kind of walking by in the Ooh, distance. And he like so goes she around the corner and she's goes like, around Whoa. the corner and she Cecily's like, well, I am gonna go, and she goes for Mr. Kellett because she's a floozy. <laughs> Anyways, so that kind of happens with Cecily. She's so fine. She does, Marion doesn't feel bad anymore. Marion doesn't feel bad that she has the love of her life. Yep. Um, so anyways, the next day after that, they are... She's so happy outside again. Of course, she's always outside and she's twirling. She freaking twirls. She loves... She's so happy and her hair gets stuck in a branch. <laughs> she and never then, learns her lesson. Who comes up? It's Philip. He helps her take her hair down so her hair gets all unraveled. And he's taking out all her pins, helping her get unstuck. And in this, like, moment together, he pretty much proposes to her. Mm-hmm. And then he also gives her back her locket. That he took from Mr. Beaufort. That he took from Mr. Beaufort. And then it it's so sweet because the way the book ends is they finally go and play chess. Ugh. <laughs> it's so cute. She it's, wraps it up it's, so good. Seriously, I am so picky with how books end. Mm-hmm. I think this one is just perfect. She's pretty good. It's so good. She is pretty good. <laughs> okay, if you don't love that story by the time <laughs> we've told it all to you, my goodness. Okay, let's. It's so good. Love the story. Love him. Love the events that happen within it. What is your favorite scene? I really do love the when they're writing the love letter. I love the way he interacts with her when he's writing it and the way she's reacting. And I also love, um, I mean, any of the times where she makes a fool of herself (laughs) and he's like teasing her about it, but I love the scene where they're on the hillside and she falls asleep on the pillow. (sighs) It's so cute because they're just so at ease with each other and so comfortable. And he, you can just tell he's so smitten with her. And yeah, it's just so endearing. Both of them are so cute together. 
Yeah, they are really cute together. Yeah, so you're my, totally rooting for them the whole freaking time. You are. You are definitely rooting for them. Because <laughs> you also just love, you just love him. I, I he's love, very cute. He's so cute. And I love just the way their author writes him. Because you don't know it's what he's thinking. Gentle. But you know what he's thinking by what mm-hmm. he's doing. And the way he's behaving. And the way when he looks and whatever. Very good at describing. Very good at describing all stuff. Even though you don't hear his point of view... It's so good. Uh, you know, it's still so good. You don't, you're not really left out of anything. Yeah. From just her point of view. Yeah, no, no, not at all. I never felt like I was missing anything. Yeah. But I will say my favorite scene, the stables scene, like with the, <laughs> in the stall for the horses. Very intimate. Ooh, that one is so like fire. Spicy. There's <laughs> fire there. You can totally just put your, okay, listen, I put myself into these stories. <laughs> so I just imagining like me in that position. I'm like, ew. i also think it's so funny because when i'm reading the story when i'm reading the book the stall my the stable is my favorite but like when i reflect back on the story i'm like oh i I loved when they meet each other too that one's so good Meet each other is great when she sings the song i feel like honestly every time they're together i love it it's just their banter is so good the banter is so good the way she writes it and she's so creative ugh it's just so good and natural. You just love them. Like you love the them. You love reading the story because it's a good, so easy genuine. read. It's entertaining. The spacing, yeah. the pacing is really good. Yeah, every character is very unique. Yeah, I think it's funny we didn't mention it at all, but like the aunt and uncle of Lady Caroline are very weird. They're so weird. Like they're really into like birds and like yeah. The um, <laughs> the husband is like so into like. Reading about Africa and like all these exotic stuff, and the aunt at one point is like, like if she's talking to Marion, she's like, well, if you want to go home, like we'll gladly accompany you. We miss our birds. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, that's so weird. Yeah, they're <laughs> but they're cute. They're funny. Oh, and nice. but it's also the husband, um, Mr. Mr. Clumpet. Mr. Clumpet is the reason that Marion was saved yeah Mr. Beaufort in the first place he saw them because he's, he's looking for insects or something yeah so he like saw them saw the like screaming he's like uh-oh and then but he like twisted his ankle or something and couldn't keep <laughs> yeah. up with them he, and like, limp back to live back <laughs> yeah but yeah so i feel like every character that's been introduced ha- has played a role yeah they're there for a reason they're there for even like louisa in the end it was like well do you love my brother you yeah, know she, she had just like, there. rachel played a role william played a role like everybody kind of had their their time in the their story moment. and i loved i loved that she's just so good at writing i'm still very upset she hasn't written any other books <sighs> okay i'm gonna message Besides... her i'm gonna find her and i'm gonna message her and tell yes. her i am waiting for more i need more yeah more like Edenbrook, because literally it's like its own little pinnacle of perfection. <laughs> Seriously, man, I, this is really, really cutting it close to my other favorite story, it's the so one funny. favorite story that I have. Kate, would you say this is worth the read? Oh, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. Because we've read this several times, and we still love rereading it. Yeah. That makes it a good read. Yeah, you know it's good. That is worth read the it. read. That you is worth it. the read. I would and still get the same emotions. Yeah, and to really feel it, like like to really be invested. Oh, you really feel it too. How like yeah, I was like really sad for yeah. her. Yeah, you God. like get so sad and get lonely, and you're like, duh. It is so <laughs> good, guys. It is so like seriously, go rent it out, check it out, whatever you need to do. Edinburgh. Get it on Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, by Julianne Donaldson. It's just the best. So, it in my opinion, it is worth the read. Go read it. Of like. 
one out of five romance, what would you give oh, it? Oh, five. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> what What else would we be judging on? Oh, man. Okay, let's say character development. Very good. She's so good at writing the characters. Yeah. It's like, they're never flat. Yeah. I and think they're interesting to read. And they're believable, about. and they have a character arc. Like, they yeah. kind of go through things. Yeah, like, so, every character does. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> she just weaves it all together. Ah, so good. And then... The I love amazing. I love the plot because I feel like so much happens in the story. So much does, and it's all interwoven, and you don't know exactly what character is playing what part until the end. Yeah, until they like come all it all comes together. Sometimes though, like when I read other books, I like when she when you try to fill in the backstory, it gets boring, and I just want to fast forward. But That's I true. do not feel this way That's with true. this book, like because her and Philip are together so often. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting when they're together. Like it's, you, you, I want to read all of it. Like I don't ever feel like I want to fast forward. I do think though, because she is kind of sad, like half of the book and she's like, cause when she finds out that like he's a flirt, that's like halfway through the book. And then it kind of gets those more serious emotions, but it's kind of frustrating because a lot of it could have been resolved. She would have just talked to her sister or to like Philip. Yeah. You know? And that is one of my biggest pet peeves in books is when, Things could have been solved by communication. Yeah. So that's kind of annoying. But, but I mean, it does is, work for this story. It works for the story. And then she also is young. So it makes sense why you wouldn't. Like, I picture when I was 17, I was oh, dumb. For sure. I was, like, so dumb and wouldn't, like. <laughs> ugh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I can see, like, when we think about 17-year-olds. like She's it's very genuine in being a 17-year-old, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't like reading that age group. So like that. that's the, one of the reasons why. <laughs> she is at least 20 in my mind. Yeah. And he's like, I feel like the way he acts is like maybe 26. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's a pretty appropriate. Mm, I would say more like 23. Really? 22, 23. Yeah. I don't know. I just because feel he teases like... her so much. That's true. But he makes her, she makes him sound so like manly and stuff. And I'm that's like, true. I feel like an older age is more of that. Kind of thing, but well, I, I don't feel know, different like time period. <laughs> a different time period, but also twenty two from seventeen is kind of a big gap. Like it is, you're still like awkward looking in your teens, you know. Oh, and then for after sure. In your twenties, it changes, but yeah, <laughs> that's why I, like age everybody up in Regency romances. Because I'm like, first of all, ain't nobody getting married at sixteen in my books <laughs> when I'm reading it, and I'm like, you gotta be mature enough to even make these kind of decisions, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. Everyone's just older in my head. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. So definitely worth the read. Go read it. It is worth it. It's and so good. And I'm glad we started with this book because it's a well, very good one to start off. With. I don't know if we're going to be able to top this one, but. <laughs> oh, for sure we will. We better. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay if we don't. It's just a good book. You'll for sure like it. I think a very vast majority of people who read this will like this book. Yeah. So it's go <laughs> go read it and then like comment. Let us know if you like it or not, and tell us why. We'd like to know if you think it's worth the read. Yep. And what are we reading next? Seeking Persephone by Sarah M. Eden. And we will be reviewing it in our next podcast episode. And that is a good one. Oh, I've read that book so many times I can quote it. Seriously, so good. Ugh, magical. Ah, it's just their characters are so different. So good. Oh, so good. Okay. We won't give anything away, though. We won't give anything away yet. So make sure you stick around for the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us on Worth the Read podcast. We'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye.